And just join me as we pray. Lord, we're so grateful that your spirit leads us into truth, that you're constantly not only ministering, and you have done this morning, but you're equipping and you're transforming us by the renewing of our mind. And so we receive what you have to say. Thank you that you've given this man and his wife as gifts to the church, and we receive them as gifts for what you have to say to us this morning. Pray your, your blessing, your freedom for him as he speaks and communicates what's on your heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hello. There we are. You might want to turn me down a little bit just because I can be a little loud from time to time. How are we on this cold winter's Tasmanian morning? It's not that bad. So funny. This whole week um, we've been here, we've had the privilege um, to, to stay with um, Steve and Barb. Thank you for having us. Where are you guys? Yeah, thank you so much. And then now with Russ and Mary. And. Um, it's been okay. It hasn't been that cold. And then um, just today, I just felt really, I don't know about you guys, but I thought it really just, just kind of has, has snapped a little bit. Um, but it's beautiful. So yeah, as, as Russ uh, mentioned, I'm just getting myself set up. Don't, don't mind me. Um, as Russ mentioned, we're from Glorious Gospel Church in, in Sydney, Australia. Um, and we're so honoured to just to be here. Um, what, what an honour, R- really. Like, what an honour to be in your beautiful states. Um, thank you to Russ and Mary for having us, being so hospitable, so beautiful. Um, yeah, we really just, we, we, we cherish them. Russ, Russ and Mary have known me before I was born. Um, and so they've, and they don't look, they don't look nearly that old. They're, they're, they're young, yeah, I'm young. But um, no, but thank you. I just wanted to honour you guys and, you know, thanks for having us. It's, it really is a blessing, um, blessing being here. Um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to um, encourage you guys. I, I felt prompted in the spirit um, last night that even, even whilst, um, whilst I may speak this morning, that if, if you're here in this room and you feel, you've been hungering, I felt a presence for a certain few people. If you've been hungering for a fresh baptism of the, of the Holy Spirit, um, or, you, or you haven't been baptized yet in the Holy Spirit and fire um, before, I really felt today's, today's that day for some of you. And, um, and don't think it needs to come at a certain time. No one in particular necessarily needs to pray for you. Like it's much, put it like this, it's, it's far greater God has his hand on you than another man has his hand on you. Um, so I just want to encourage you just in, oh, thank you. you. You saved us. Let's, let's tighten that. That would have been funny. I would have laughed. That's, that's all right. Yeah. Um, so I want to encourage you, if, if, if throughout this service, if, if you just feel the Holy Spirit just coming upon you, and that might be in the form of heat, you might be like this trembling sensation, you might just have an, uh, uh, just as I'm speaking, just His face just really be before you. Just don't be distracted by me. I, I'd much rather you be in awe of what God is doing um, in your midst right there and then than, than simply me. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, we're just donkeys we are. Like we're donkeys that are speaking. We're, we're conduits of heaven. Um, and we're, we're called to be made in his image and in his likeness. So um, Russ, can I actually get you to get up one more time? Is that okay? Sorry. Um, if we just, just briefly, real quickly, 
Do, does, does Russ, do, do we look anything alike? No, so, so I, I see some nodding. Not, not really, right? Like, he's a, he's a fair bloke. I'm a, I'm a tanned guy. He, he, has, he has white hair, I have dark hair. He's a lot taller than I am and, and better looking, thank you. But we can look nothing alike, but we can look very much alike. We can look nothing alike, but we can actually look very much alike. Because the way that we're called to live out and simply be, the way that everyone around us is called to see us is with is Christ. We're called to be Christians. And, and what does that really mean? And I hope to really unpack that this morning. Um, and a couple of opening questions just to, to have us thinking is, is Jesus the one focus in all we do and all we are, and is through you, through me, through Josiah, is it he who is shining? In everything, when I'm driving, when I'm going to the grocery store, when I'm picking up my kids, my grandkids, is it he who is shining through all? Uh, we won't go there yet, but if you want to start turning there to Colossians 1.13, we'll get there. And um, the title of this message for those um, that are writing notes is Behold the One and Become His Image. See, it's in the beholding of Jesus. If, you, if we can catch this, it's in he, the beholding of Jesus, we actually become His image. The Father's final sermon to humanity was Christ Himself. It doesn't... There's nothing else. It's Christ himself. Jesus's life, death and resurrection was the way back to the Father, which is your created value restored to the image of God. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the living water. And I've got scriptures for all of these. If you'd like my notes, I can send it to Russ and Mary. They can send it to you. He has eyes of fire. He has hair like wool, white as snow. He has feet like burnished bronze. His voice is like rushing waters. He holds the very universe together. This is Jesus. Only Jesus, friends. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning ends the ends. He is the only holy one. Wow. He is the message. He is the word. He is the word. He is the mission. He is our cloud by day and he is our fire by night. He is the prince of peace. He is the great high priest. He is the great I am. There is no one like the Lord. He is so beautiful. He is both lion and lamb at the same time. He is both cloud and fire at the very same time. He is magnificent. And my heart this morning, if I can do, if, if I can do one thing, is to point you to Jesus. Really, that's truly my heart. And if you think, and please hear my heart when I say this, if you think that there is greater revelation than Jesus, 
then it's not that you have great revelation, but it's, for, that's, it's that you've fallen from great heights. Because the pinnacle of our Christian life is Christ Himself. It starts there. It fills all things. And that's also where we're heading. He is our foundation. And I want to give you these three quick keys, quick points. And I, might, and I, and I hope this can help you in your day-to-day life. Three handles. Jesus must be our foundation, our fullness, and our future. Our foundation, you're Josiah, what do you mean by foundation? Okay, well, we know foundation. This building is built on a foundation. There's concrete. For those that are builders, you know, there's concrete. There might be, might, you might have to dig deep. It has to be secure. Jesus is our foundation. He's everything we build on. He's everything that we start from. It, it's He's the starting point. We don't start from where we are. We actually start in Him. So Jesus is our foundation, where we start from, the platform. He's our fullness. So all that's within me, what sustains me, what energizes me, what, 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 uh, what motivates me, that's Jesus. He's our fullness and my future. He's where I'm heading to. It's like He's right here in front of me and I'm like, I get a new revelation of Him. And then He's there again and I get another revelation of Him. And His beauty is so beautiful. It's just, again... I just, oh, a new face. In Revelations, you see the angels and uh, we're talking about him in prayer. It's like another angle, another angle of God. You see him, you go, wow, he's so holy. He's our future. And you know what's beautiful is that it's never ending in the most beautiful way. Sometimes when you're doing something, you want to, you want to complete a job. You, you want an ending. You want to go, oh, it's done. No, with him, it's so beautiful. It's, you've, you've seen this. You call it a new revelation. You're reading the word. You unpack it. Wow, Jesus, you're so beautiful. Wow, this is how I'm called to live. And then that draws you to somewhere else. And it's like, oh, wow, Jesus, you're amazing. You're, you're, you're teaching me this. You're teaching me this. I'm, I'm seeing this. He's our foundation, our fullness, and our future. And that is exactly how we behold Him. So point number one, if you, if you, if you are writing points, is behold Him. Behold Him. What does it mean to behold Him? And for everyone that's different, it might be reading the Word and, and, and allowing the living Word to be, to be spoken to you. It might be sitting in worship. Maybe for some of you, you might feel a little bit uncomfortable in worship. I encourage you, just at home, just you know, pop on a worship song that's Jesus-centered. What I loved about this morning, was it was all about Jesus. It wasn't about us, what we're going through, what's hard. But it's about Him, His glory, His, His beauty made manifest. In fact, when we put our eyes on Him and what He's doing, what we're going through doesn't dictate where we're heading. Because if our eyes are on where we are and what we're going through, that's the direction then we're heading. We can be in something, but we can actually have our eyes on Him and we're not dictated by the circumstances that we're living in. Uh, we, one of the lines was, and it just reminded me of this revelation, was, um, I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but it was about the furnace. Um, I'm, I'm not going to try to quote it. But we, we know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. For some of you, maybe some you know, you guys know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What happens? They, they stood up and they knew their God. And they said to the world or to the enemy or to the king that, no, we won't bow because it's, it's, it's not our God. And sometimes we're in the fire, we're in the furnace, and we expect God to put out the fire. 
What happened? The fire still was there. It burnt hot. In fact, the king made it seven times hotter, more hot. What happened? The, the guards, who also died by the, the flame outside of the furnace, said there's a, a, the other guards looked in and said, there's a fourth man in the fire. You can be in a circumstance, a situation, things that are hard. And sometimes we're praying for God to just pour holy water on the fire and just furnace be done with, no more flames and I can live free. But when Jesus is there with us in the furnace, we can be in the fire and unscathed by the fire. In fact, they came out of the furnace and they didn't even smell like smoke. They weren't burnt. They, had no, they, they weren't affected by any means by the fire. We can actually live like that. In fact, even in greater revelation than those of the Old Testament, because we have the Holy Spirit. You can live in the fire and be free. This is not even my message, but I just feel like the Holy Spirit's just saying, like, really, like, I feel, if you're going through stuff, it's kids and family and work and situations, like, yeah, we do, we go through stuff. But with, as Jesus is there with us in the fire, you can be in the furnace and be unburnt. Okay, I'm going to move on. So how do we behold him? Spend time with him. He must be our foundation. So where we start from, I would encourage you at the, at the, in the start of your day, is your eyes on him. I wake up, really, I do. This might sound crazy to some of you. I wake up and I just enjoy being a son. I don't wake up sin conscious. conscious. I don't wake up thinking, what am I going to do? I, like I, I have a, my beautiful wife is here up front and we, we're expecting um, a, a ba- our first baby, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, she's, she's, she's amazing. She's doing amazing, by the way. Like, um, yeah, sheesh, I don't, like to all you beautiful women in the room, and all of you that have, you know, have, have carried or, um, or even just looked after even uh, uh, other, other babies, I just, I, I applaud you. I, I respect that so much. But um, yeah, she's, she's amazing. I'm, I'm going to get, get distracted. Um, uh, how, yeah, a foundation. Is he our foundation? Is he where we start? I, that, that's where I was at. I wake up and I just enjoy being a son. In fact, I do. I get out of bed and I go, thank you, God, that you love me and, I'm, and I love you. Thank you that everything that happens today is in you. I'm going to rejoice in all things. I thank you that you're an all-loving God. No matter my circumstance. Now we, this is a beautiful first child, and, and that's amazing. But you know, we've unfortunately gone through like mis, a miscarriage. And that can be sad for some. And it is, and it's a sad situation. But our life, our circumstance, our attitude isn't dictated by the reality of something that's happening. It's okay to be sad and, and feel emotions, but just hear my heart is that God's called us to be free from us and alive in Him. You know, the smallest inconvenience, we're beholding Him. Please hear the the theme, what I'm trying to communicate across, that it's beholding Him in all things. The other day, I did a a big, like, um, delivery, like, I was purchasing something online, um, and it was like $300. So it was, you know, quite a fair bit of money, right? And unfortunately, it was something that was meant to be signed, so it couldn't be left, otherwise, I would have picked it up at the Oz Post Office, but it got left at our door. And it was stolen. It got taken. There was photos of something there. And that's a, that's a bad day. It's a bad day. You, 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 it's, it's a, that was a few hundred dollars. I called up. I spoke to the, the, manufacturer, the people that made it and said, like, oh, look, is there anything you can do? And, I, you know, and then I spoke to Oz person, like, oh, look, we took a photo. Like, it was in a safe space. And, you know, all sorts of arguing. And I was just, you know, so it's like, here we can. I'm like, look, I just, I, I can't be affected by that. That's not, that doesn't dictate my life. It might be small, but I hope that that's something small you can apply. It's something that 
you know, that, that is happening day to day. What we go through doesn't dictate who we are. Jesus dictates who we are. His life lived, death and resurrection. Sometimes we focus on the death more than his life lived. His life lived, death and resurrection dictates who we are. Okay, so how do we behold him? He must be our foundation, our fullness, everything inside of us. He must be our bread. He's our living water. He's our drink. He's what sustains us. He is what sustains us. Some of you right now, and that's okay because I'm often in your boat, so please don't feel guilty by this, are thinking about lunch already. That's okay. Don't feel guilty. (laughs) Why? Because food sustains you. And if you went without food, you'd be hungry and you'd be miserable and some of you very hangry. Myself included. The Word of God, the living Word, we haven't gotten even to Colossians 1 yet. The living Word is what sustains us. It's what keeps us. It's what drives us. It's what motivates us. It brings perspective where we don't see any other way out. It gives life to our mortal bodies. It actually gives a future where we think we might be on our on our last leg and, and we might have kids or grandkids and you're like, oh, I just want them to do well. No, it gives future. Yeah. A, a great man of God once said that this life is a dressing room for eternity. We're simply preparing for the rest of everything. That This is a speck on, you know, I don't even like to say timeline because it's not even a time, like it's just there. God is outside of that. And we too, are, he's, we created in his image for eternal beings like him. All right, moving on. We good. You guys okay? You guys are alive? We good? People people often ask, what is God? Because sometimes we have a revelation of God outside of Christ. And that might be some of you here this morning is, I understand God, but I'm still getting my head around who really was Jesus. Jesus is God's very will in flesh. Colossians 2, 19. God has spoken to us by His Son. So when you say, what is God like? What is the Father like? It is Jesus Christ. What is He saying? What He has already said. He has said, He is saying, and He is continuing to say. Colossians 1, 13. Are you guys there? For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. Redemption Hills Church, that's you. Yeah. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He, who's he? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So if you're here this morning going, I want to meet God. I I really do. I just, I I know about him, but I want to meet him. It is Jesus. And when Jesus died on that cross and when he rose again, the curtain, we sung that song, split in two so that the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead can now live in you. The same spirit of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, now what? Lives in you. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. 
For by who? Jesus. By him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth. There is no one like the Lord. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's also the head of the body, the church. That's this. And I know Russ and, and, and Mary and the eldership team, they, they lead this so well. It's, they, 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 point, they point us to Jesus. They point you guys, the church, to Jesus. He is the head of this body. Jesus, we're talking about this just the other day. Jesus is the, the, the head of the eldership team, the head of the church. He leads. And we're, just, we're, we're in co-union with him. He's also head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness, what? Fullness to dwell in him. And through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross, Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven, and although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to represent you before him. Holy, blameless, and beyond reproach in his sight. Wow. I want to encourage you, just take that home. Just go over it. Wow. In all things, we're beholding who? Jesus. In all things, in all areas, in all situations, all circumstances, even when things are great, beholding the only one that is deserving of our attention. There is only one worthy. When I'm working, He is worthy. When I'm Walking, he is worthy. When I'm at the gym, he is worthy. When I'm picking up the mail from the mail, he is worthy. When I'm cooking dinner for the family, he is worthy. How beautiful that in all things we have the perspective, the lens of Christ himself. Mate, you're doing washing for your kids and um, you have little, like, you know, a, a Jimmy's T-shirt and you, you always tell him to not have it inside out. And he always puts it inside out. And you, know, you could be angry by that. You could be like, I just I always tell him to put it, put it the right way. And if he just had it the right way, I could clean it better. And I now I have to undo each and every single shirt. Or even my husband or Russ is just he's always doing it this way out. He's not doing it how I've asked him to. And, and, uh, and, and, you, could be upset, and you, you could be upset by that situation. That could then dictate the rest of your day. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make this funny and like, and, and like so, you're, so we can understand it in the simple things. Because if we can get this in the simple things, when, when larger, when bigger things, when harder things come up, you can apply the same principle. Because the principle remains the same. I'm just giving you an example. Or in that situation when a shirt's inside out and something's wrong and it's like, I told them not to do this and da da da. Imagine you pick up that shirt. Ah, oh, Russ. What a mighty man of God. I just thank you. I thank you, God, for us. I thank you for what he's called to be, what he's set out to be. Or little Jimmy, I think, oh, he, he always does it inside out. But man, he just has a heart after God. He's just, I, God, I ask that you just continue to pour out your spirit upon him in all things, that he just walks true and faithful to your word, to your kingdom. 
and we speak life. We speak things out of our mouth. Out of our mouth, life and death is in the mouth. Life and death is in our tongue. Out of our innermost being, our mouth speaks. Out of, what, out of our heart, our mouth speaks. When we speak life over a situation, our calling, our heart must be to call out what something can and should be in Christ, not, not where it's at right now. Yeah? And for some of you that are parents and even to the pastors, when we're shepherding people, when you're, you're pastoring your kids, some of you, a lot of you are pastoring really in that way. You're shepherding, right? Your, your, your children. In the same way, it's you're calling them for what they can be, for, but not for where they're at. All right. We good? So we're beholding Him. We worship Him. Worship is a beautiful tool. My encouragement to you is you've only entered true worship when you forget you are. Once you've forgotten that you're worshipping, then you've entered true worship. When, you've, when, when what's happening up here is no longer pertaining you, then you've entered true worship. That's, a, that's, that's big. Wow. So just behold him. He has eyes of fire, hair like rustody, <laughs> white as wool. Some of us are more in his image. It is, <laughs> that's right. We're, we're, that's what happens when we're coming in his image. Uh, uh, that's right. That's good. That's good. Hair white as wool, feet like burnished bronze. Out of a sword, out of, out of his mouth is a sword, double-edged sword. It's a word. He is so holy. He is so beautiful. And he loves you. He is not mad at you. I love what was shared earlier in worship. It's like he's, he's so in love. He's in love with you. He's not mad at you. This is not a God's mad at you sermon. This is a God's calling you, call, calling you into your righteousness in him. All right, point number two, moving on. Christ-likeness is our Christianity. Sin. Sin is not the inheritance of the saints. Let that one sink in. Sin is not natural. It's like, this is like super intense. I get that. Sin is not natural. For who the Son sets free, John 8, 36, I believe. For who the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. A great man of God once said that if you if you made death, if you've made, when you die, you will be free from sin. You've made death your saviour and Jesus not. Unfortunately, in the Christian context, we go, I gotta, I'm gonna, when I die, I'll be then free from sin. You've made death your saviour and Jesus not. Holy Spirit didn't just come to give us a good day. He came to set us free from us. We were born into Adam. We were born into the world. We were born into everything. The, as some of you, I get this. Some of you maybe not had godly parents. My dad's a perfect example. His parents weren't saved. He never heard I love you from his dad. He never spoke to his dad. Dad worked three jobs, paid off houses, was you know, just a hardworking man. His parents in the military, like strong guys, right? 
Now, I've been blessed to have great parents, but you know, I, I, I can say I can hear it from him. Christ in us. Christ in us. Christ's likeness is our Christianity. Church attendance isn't our Christianity. You can come in. Oh, it's so heavy. It's okay. Russ can change and correct me afterwards. It's cool. Okay, he'll, he'll, he'll talk if he, yeah. In Matthew, it says, like, we, we, we worshipped you. We casted the demons out in your name. And even then he said, go away. I never even knew you. You can sit in these seats every single day of your life and sing the songs up there. But if it is not in here, he'll say, I'm sorry, I never knew you. This is not, he's not mad at you. He's drawing you to him. He loves you. I'm telling you, my life, I'm free from me and I'm free from you. You can't hurt me. You could yell at me. You could cut me off. You could, you, you could like, uh, um, you could just really hate me and that's okay. I'm okay because I'm free from you because I'm free from me and I'm alive in him. I live for his purpose, his call. I'm not defined by the stain, the, the, the sin, the muck, the dirt of the world, what I've been brought up in, what my, um, what my parents have maybe once spoken over me. No, oh, you're, you're on the mountain, nothing, you stupid idiot. You're, you're, you're disgusting. You're, you're no good. You're ugly. Oh, see, I knew you'd be bad at that job. I told you not to do that job. I told you to study in university. And we allow that to dictate where we could be. But I'm telling you, that no father, no, how, no matter how bad or how good they are, compares to the father that wants to father you. God is drawing you to himself. Jesus said, I am the what? The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to where? The father, except through him, through me. Often we've made Christianity a ticket to heaven rather than a truth that transforms us. See, Jesus' life, death and resurrection wasn't a way to heaven, but it was a way back to the Father. Heaven is a byproduct of being a son. Heaven isn't, heaven's that we're going to heaven, but it's not the destination necessarily. It's being with Him. See, as I know the Father, I know I can just walk into His house. So when this tent comes off, I'm just walking into heaven. I'm walking into eternity with Him. I can go to my father's house and just open the door and open the fridge and just eat and, and be happy because it's His house and it's my dad. And I do. So as my wife said, I, the first thing I do is I open the house and I go straight to the fridge, even if we've just eaten. I don't know why. It's obviously a teenage habit that's stuck with me for years gone. <laughs> It's just, it just is. I open the house the first. We could have just had the biggest whatever meal and I'll go in and I'll open the fridge. That's a lot like this life. We're just with Him. Jesus is the way back to the Father. Adam and Eve, before the fall, in the coolness of the day, we're walking with Him. Our created value is restored through Jesus. What do you mean our created value? Your purpose, your potential, your destiny, all restored by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to get there. I'll unpack, I'll unpack that further. So we must live 
sun conscious, not sin conscious. We wake up enjoying being a son. Wake up. And pra- sometimes, for some of you, it might be like, Josiah, I find that too hard. Just, just put it there, put it in practice. Just put it there and just go, thank you, Father, that I'm a son. Thank you, Father, that I'm a daughter. You can say son, I'm also a bride of Christ. So you guys, ladies in the house, you can also be a son. I'm, I'm where his bride, the church, right? But you just wake up and enjoy being a son. And start that day in, day out. And as you, as you speak that out over your life, I promise you, you'll enter into that revelation deeper and deeper and deeper, day in, day out. I've been doing this for years. And every day it's even better. Every day. I don't wake up trying not to sin. I wake up just enjoying being a son. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect, but I'm saying that when you're focusing on your sin and everything you once were, that's the direction you're heading. If I'm driving this way, but I'm looking this way, I'm going to crash. So wherever I'm looking, I'm going to drive. So if I'm looking at where I once was or the sin I'm even in now, that's still the direction I'm heading. And until I behold the lamb, until I behold the one that is worthy, only then will everything fall off. Sin will just fall off. You don't try, it's good, you, you, and there's scriptures that say this, we put off sin and we flee from the devil and we you know, put off ourselves. There's that element where we do have to be practical about it. But friends, if I can encourage you in this, when you behold Jesus as the one that is worthy, everything else just falls off. It does. Because He's the only thing that captures your eyes. So I spent the first 25 minutes this morning was just pointing you to Jesus. If you can see Him, if you can see His person, if you can see His person, everything else falls off. Thank you, Jesus. The church must fall in love with the person of Jesus or forever clutch at the idea of a distant God. And where Jesus is not the centerpiece of the church, you see the church fall away from the revelation of God. We good? Moving on. Genesis, I want to just, if I can give you a crash course in like just a few, two, three minutes of your identity in Him. Genesis 1, 26, you were what? Made in the image of God and His likeness. Yes, you made in the image of God and His likeness. What is God? 1 John 4, God is love. God is love. For those that are married in the room or have been to weddings, one of the most popular verses at weddings is 1 Corinthians 13, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. We didn't, we didn't use that scripture just, anyways. <laughs> but it's true. Love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no record of wrong. So the image that we were created in was, was God's image. The image we were created in is love. Everything outside of love is everything outside of the image of God made manifest. We say we want to see the glory of God be made manifest. That's simply love personified. That's simply love being made manifest. That's love. That's, and that could be buying a coffee for someone. That might be doing someone's, uh, washing someone's car. That might be going out of your way. They're all expressions of love. But also when things are happening to you, like you, you know, someone's telling you off and angry at you, bitter towards you, you're unaffected because you just, you're, you're, 
you're, you're there to just be love, not be loved. If, if I say to my wife, I love you, and I'm waiting for a response back, I don't really love her for, for her. I love her for me. If I'm saying, oh, baby, I love you, she doesn't say anything back, oh, babe, you know, you're just so amazing, I love you. Yeah. I love you. I love her for me, not for her. Love lays down its life. It keeps no record of wrong. It sees the best. So if I love her, I just love her. End of story. She doesn't need anything. I don't need anything from her. I'm there to love. I'm there to be. Love is being. Love is, when God also said be fruitful and multiply, it wasn't just have kids. It was replicate the image. Sometimes we focus a little bit too much on just keep having kids and just, yeah, be fruitful and multiply. That was our mandate from before the fall. No, it was see his glory made manifest. To be made manifest is just an outwork seen visual appearance. If something's manifesting, you just see it with your eyes. It's love being multiplied. It's the image being made manifest. Okay? So we are called to be Dead to sin and alive unto him. You can write down Romans 6 and just meditate that on him. Meditate that with him. Um, and Matthew 16, 24. If anyone wants to come after me. So you're saying, uh, Josiah, I want to behold him. And I want to come after him. He must what? First, the first, the first, the first thing Jesus said is he must what? Deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. So the first thing we were called to do is if we're like, oh, Jesus, you know what? If you're in this room and you're saying, Jesus, I want to follow you. Or, hey, this message, it's a bit different. I've never heard it in, 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 at this angle. I, I, I want to just set my relationship straight. Jesus, I want to follow you. The first thing he says for you to do is to deny yourself. I know I'm a little bit intense. I don't apologize, but just hear what I'm saying. Deny yourself, put off your old self. That means the way that you're brought up, brought up means the, the way that you think about your brother or sister-in-law, your mother-in-law, whatever it could be. And you, maybe you're sour towards them, you have a hurt in your heart. Deny yourself and follow him. Deny yourself and follow him. What was the first thing Jesus asked you to do before you followed him is deny myself. Why? Because we were made in his image. Not the stain, sick, sick muck and gross things of this world that we were brought up in. We were made in his image, his likeness, for his purpose, his glory made manifest. Your purpose, your potential, your destiny, all restored through the blood of Jesus Christ. What's our part in this? Deny ourselves. Pick up our cross and follow Him. Following Him is mean he's, he's before us. We're looking at Him. We go, I'm looking at you. Jesus, you're the one thing I look at. Everything else falls off. We deny ourselves. We put off our cross. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to close with this. Well, how should we live? With self in mind, let it never be. But let's shine as sons and daughters. Let's put off our old self. If, if you think, oh, just I don't really sin, that's arrogance. 
and you need to repent and, and come to the Father. Yeah? We all fall short of the glory of God. But He is worthy. He loves you. He's drawing you to Him. He is drawing you to Him. There's a story of um, this um, uh, nun with a classroom and um, the nun's teaching the, the kids on saints and, and all sorts of just, you know, and the Bible and, and different things. And the nun asked the kids, um, you know, young, six-year-old kids, what's a saint? And this beautiful little girl shoots up her hand, blondes, Long hair, blue eyes, bright eye, just big smile on her face. Points on her, me, me, me. And the nun says, yes, what's, what is a saint? And she looks up and she points to the stained glass window and says, it's the one that the sun shines through. That is you and me. We're all saints. We're all priesthood. We're all we're his priesthood. Ends. To know that you are his son and, his, and a child of God is, is Christ, is the sun shining through you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love. You're a loving God. You sent your son so that we could be free. We surrender our will. We surrender our own thoughts to your thoughts, to your kingdom. We repent if we have chosen our own path and we say, God, come and have your way in my life. I surrender everything. I turn my eyes to you. I fix my eyes on you. Jesus, come and have your way in our lives. Holy Spirit, come, bring direction, bring life, be the foundation, the fullness and the future of everything we are. Be made manifest in everything we do. Come and have your way. We put off ourselves and we put you to the center. Jesus, we love you. We love you, we love you, we love you. Come restore back our created value. Restore it within my heart. Just say that to him, restore that within my heart. Our created value, being sons and daughters, to walk like Adam and Eve in the cool of the day with you, to step into our created value, being love. Jesus, we love you. We bless your name. And we thank you for everything that you're doing. And we say, do it again and continue to do it, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Why don't you go ahead and stand? God was speaking about, all morning, about setting us free from chains, about pushing aside the, uh, the demons and the things that would get a hold of us, about who we are in Christ, about a changed perspective. Hopefully you've been responding to what he's been saying all morning. You don't have to come to the front to respond to what God is saying. You do that in your heart. There's nothing special about the front. It's about where we respond to God. But sometimes there is something about us declaring to other people, including them, having them pray with us. 
If you're here this morning and you've not met Jesus, we would love to pray with you and introduce you to him. It's not about joining a church. It's not about anything. It's about meeting the, the one who we're made in his image and he transforms us to become like him. So as we're dismissed, if you would like to uh, meet Jesus, we'd love to pray with you. If you'd like someone to pray with you regarding some of the other things that God's been saying and doing this morning, there'd be folks who would love to do that. Uh, I saw on the Facebook page that there's a lunch at Morty's for those who'd like to join in. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Unfortunately, I only saw it this morning. And so I already had some other plans, but hey, next time. But uh, let me encourage you, we have other ways of connecting in connect groups. If you look on our website, that God, we don't just come and look at the back of someone's head. There, as we gather, there is celebration and there is uh, the word and worship, but then there's also times of connection where we connect and we pray for one another. We uh, are discipled. We're transformed, so let me encourage you with that. God bless you. Thank you, Josiah, Sophie, for coming, for uh, sharing. It's wonderful. But God bless you. Have a, a great day. And carry his presence and his image wherever you go. Amen.